Modern intellectuals have removed God from their studies. Learn why this is such a dangerous mistake. Next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. By what authority have historians left God and the Bible out of history? What authority do they have to leave God and the Bible out of their modern history? Dr. Herman Hay asked that question in his uh, book that he wrote in 1962, and uh, he was very much concerned about that question, and uh, at the time he was a professor at Ambassador College, and uh, asked that uh, question to begin with, and it was rather certainly stunning to me when I heard it. That's really a, one of the most profound questions you could ask at this time, and uh, of our historians especially. Herbert W. Armstrong was the president of Ambassador College at that time, and uh, that's a liberal arts college, and he was also the pastor of the Worldwide Church of God. And he wrote an article on education and quoted almost the entire first chapter of Dr. Hayes' book. So I want to concentrate on that, that chapter, that first chapter today, and uh, and I believe you will be somewhat shocked, but also greatly enlightened by this subject. By what authority do historians leave God and the Bible out of history? I mean, after all, if you're going to write like that, and you're going to write a history of the country or the world, well, by what authority do they have to just leave God and the Bible out of it. You need to know because it has everything to do with your future and mine. We all need to know. So I want to focus on that first chapter. The title of it is The Modern Interpretation of History. Let me read that sentence to you again. By what authority have historians left God and the Bible out of history? He goes on to say, this question may seem as a surprise. Many are unaware that a radically new interpretation of history is being taught in schools and colleges today. It is history of the world in which God and the supernatural are rejected. So it's impossible to believe history and the Bible. Impossible. Both can't be right. So which one is right? Now, this modern interpretation just deals a, an open conflict between uh, that history and with Scripture. And, of course, history and historians know that very well, probably more uh, deeply than anybody else. But look, if you forget God and you leave God out of history, the Bible tells you you're going to have confusion. And even one uh, prominent critic said you're going to have chaos. That's very true. Many people just don't realize what our history, historians are doing, and they've never really questioned what, what, what they're doing. It seems like most people have not questioned it, and they've just assumed that these historians were right. 
assumed it. They didn't prove it. They assumed it. And uh, they assumed, people uh, are, are seem, at least they're assumed to know the answers to the greatest questions of all. Uh, how did man originate? Why is man here? And where is man going? Now, those big questions need to be answered, and people assume that historians answer them. But do they? Let me read you a quote by one famous historian, Hendrik Van Loon, and he confessed something that most historians don't confess. And here's what he said. He said, We live under the shadow of a gigantic question mark. A gigantic question mark. What are we? Where do we come from? Where are we bound? And his answer, We still know very little. We still know very little. Key point. We have reached the point where, with a fair degree of accuracy, we can guess at many things. We can guess at many things. Well, here we have guesses masquerading today as authoritative history. That's their interpretation. Guesses about the biggest, most gigantic questions ever asked. They're going to guess at that. Let me tell you, we don't guess at it. <laughs> we do not guess at it. And we haven't been guessing at it for over 75 years. So that is their answer, is guessing. Now, I'll read you another quote here. Casual readers would be shocked to learn how history books are prepared. This is from Dr. Hay. It is usually assumed that history is solely a matter of collecting factual material, judiciously evaluating it, and recording it for posterity. And C.W. Serum, who wrote The Secret of the Hittites, page 119, he said, Nothing could be farther from the truth. <laughs> well, what do you know? This historian admits it. Nothing could be farther from the truth. That's not the way they write history. And uh, I'll, I'll just read you another quote that is a good finality to this, but uh, most people think, well, the, the hist historian is a scribe, that he just sits down and writes about facts. But he is, he is not a scribe, he's a judge of what he's writing. He's a judge. And He is that final authority. That's it. He's it. And He does a lot of guessing. And you can't base anything important on surmising the future or whatever it is. You can't do that. Let me give you the rest of the quote here. History, in other words, is based only on that part of evidence which agrees with the prevailing opinions of the society in which the historian lives. These may be shocking evaluations, but they are true. World history texts prove it. Historians admit it. Most of it privately, but they still do admit it, sometimes publicly. But historians have ripped the history of God and the Bible right out of their 
history. That's a serious omission. If you understand God and the Bible the way the way you, that you should. So here today we face the coronavirus. It's a plague. And really, no one can eliminate those plagues but God. Uh, that is, keep us from getting them. Only God can do that. But also, this is uh, pushing America's debt up toward $30 trillion now that you and I can't even calculate that. And it is a fiercely dangerous problem, much greater than the coronavirus, much greater. Now, we also have a problem of survival. That's our number one problem today. Or are we going to be able to survive? Now, you'd think, hey, with all of these problems, I'm just naming a few, but with all these problems, you have to realize that only God can save us from the, uh, in these problems I'm talking about. Only God can do that, and yet here we are leaving God and the Bible out of our history books. Is that dangerous? Isn't that the most dangerous crisis of all? I tell you, it is. It really is. If God lives, and He does, and you can prove it, but if He lives, you can be sure it fills Him with wrath. And I'll show you that in a moment. It fills Him with wrath. Isaiah 10 and verse 6 talks about Israel, the people of my wrath. And if you know who Israel is, you would be deeply concerned about that. And if you don't, our book on the United States and Britain and prophecy will tell you that. But historians admit all these things. And, and well, they, they might as well, because if you really read their books, you can see that that's true. They can't very well deny it. Not at all. But the greatest crisis of all is that they omit God in the Bible. And if we don't see that today, we're soon going to see it, and I mean very soon. I recently gave a program on the Bible prophecy proves the existence of God and the inspiration of the Bible. It certainly does prove that, and uh, there are many other ways to prove that as well, and we've, we, we show people that all the time in our literature. But it's always, well, it's all, there are always prejudices and biases, and people don't realize they have them oftentimes. We all have to fight that, being biased about that, but God is not biased, totally without prejudice, totally perfect, and He has his view of this, and we need to understand that. I, I want to just give you a, a remarkable episode here that occurred in America in 1954, and uh, it, it's about a major social issue. And a noted historian wrote this, and, and he told this to his fellow historians. And so I, I have to quote this to you, at least part of it, and it's not that long. But he said, the problem we faced was not the historian's discovery of the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. The problem instead was the formulation of an adequate gloss. 
have to gloss over something. Now that gets to be dangerous. He goes on to say, It was not that we were engaged in formulating lies. There was nothing as crude and naive as that. But we were using facts, emphasizing facts, bearing down on facts, sliding off facts, sliding off facts, quietly ignoring facts, quietly, and above all, interpreting facts in a way to get by. Just get by. They were interpreting facts. They're the judge. They were omitting, they were pushing facts aside. They were ignoring facts. This is his own admission. And this is all recorded in the Supreme Court, 1954. In other words, the facts, they ignore certain facts or reject them and or interpret them. And that's really the crux of the problem. I want to just kind of interrupt that episode for a moment to show you something. That's a, uh, we'll stop, the, I'll continue the court case in a moment, but uh, ancient historians at least uh, included God and uh, the Bible in their writings. But man has always suppressed the truth of God, always. That's the problem with man. And that's what God is doing, is letting them learn a lesson the hard way. God told us in the beginning where this would all lead, and He's told us throughout history where it's leading. And He's warned us in this end time for over 75 years of this problem of man's. Notice Paul wrote about it. He wrote about the evolutionary view, you could say, long before Charles Darwin. Many of these verses in Paul's uh, book of Romans are prophetic as well. This one certainly is. Notice verse 18 of Romans 1, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Hold the truth in unrighteousness. That word hold means to hold down or suppress. Suppress. They suppress the truth. They omit it. They interpret it. They, they really do some terrible things to get God out of the picture. Man has always done that, anciently and in modern times. But it's worse now. In the modern, modern times, they just eliminate God and the Bible from their history. That's modern history. Then the verse 19 says, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. He showed it unto them. Well, how's that? Well, verse 20, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Remember, his wrath is in this equation, and they're without excuse. No excuses. Now, today, if you don't go along with the historians, they will say, Yeah, all his belief is nothing but a myth, the myth of Jesus Christ, or the myth of the supernatural power. And they really try to intimidate you and maybe call you a kook or say that you have mental aberrations. 
I mean, they can be very intimidating. But God says here, no excuses. There are no excuses. God is going to hold people accountable, and there are no excuses. I think we ought to remember that. After all, these are not my words. These are God's Word, God's Word of truth. And His wrath is a part of all of this. And that means He's going to hold people accountable. So Paul gives us a basic proof that God exists. No, no, uh, again, it, God created all this. It, it didn't evolve. It wasn't, didn't come about as evolution. That's not what the Bible says in Genesis 1. It says God created everything. He created man and his mind, his godlike mind, which no animal has. We're not animals. Evolution is and always will be an unproved theory. And yet, historians accept it as if it were the truth. It is their hypothesis that they don't like to discuss too much in too much depth. It's never been proved and it never will be proved. And you, I tell you, the Bible and that kind of history cannot be reconciled. If you were to see somebody go down by, let's say, on the beach and pick up a beautiful Swiss watch and, and uh, come back and say to you, well, you know something? This, this, this evolved. <laughs> People would say, well, you're a fool. You're an idiot. And yet, all of God's creation makes that look like it's trivial. You can take even a little hummingbird. Study into a little hummingbird. That, that's so much more of a great creation than the Swiss, nice Swiss watch that you could even imagine. Why do we do that? David said, only the fool has said in his heart, there's no God. Only the fool. Historians want to eliminate God. Well, God is going to eliminate what they're teaching forever, shortly. That is a promise in your Bible. Modern historians suppress the truth, too, through evolution and other ways. They well, why? You, if you don't believe in evolution, well, you, you are just a fool. You're just, you're, you're just into cult thinking, or whatever they choose to say. God says, when people suppress the truth, His wrath is going to enter into the picture. This is the truth of the living God. People are not going to be held unaccountable for omitting God. People who speak with authority and have the opportunity and responsibility to get the truth to the people, they're going to be held accountable by God. Can you believe that? And in other words, he says there's going to be, there's certainly going to be accountability for people who should be teaching their own people and are doing just the opposite of what they should be doing. So this man goes on in the court case, though I'll just conclude it here. He ends by saying, when he, uh, he, he was into this, he said, This matter will not bother him, but I am frank to say that it bothered me terribly. He said that of another person. It bothered me terribly. 
And I'll quote, give you a little short quote here. After days and nights of hard labor, a lengthy document was presented to the highest court of the land. I am convinced now, he says, that this interpretation which we hammered out with anything but historical truth, wow, with, that, with anything but historical truth as our objectives, nonetheless contains an essential measure of a historical truth, he concluded. Can you imagine that? He's now convinced by his own argument that he tells you is anything but historical truth. That, that just is astounding to me. And we're supposed to accept that? And we have mental aberrations if we don't go along with that? God says just the reverse. He says those men, and I'll show it to you in a moment if I have time, he said, by the way they're thinking, those men have developed reprobate minds, minds without judgment. There is a big conflict between the Bible and modern history, you can be sure. See, they, uh, here it says, history is not a mere recording of facts. Contrary to the common idea, it is essentially interpretation. Of course, they interpret it. And you know something? The Bible interprets itself. See, but they interpret it. That's the problem. God should interpret that. He interprets the Bible. He ought to interpret this too, because the Bible is history as well. But it, they call it a, a, their, their hypothesis when they interpret that. You know what a hypothesis is? The Oxford Dictionary says it is a guess, a guess, a surmising. And the Webster Dictionary says it's an unproved theory. That, that they, they, they build these hypotheses, and then when you begin to read the history, you begin to accept many of those hypotheses or guesses as if they were the truth, and they're not. When are they going to give God a voice? Ever? Very shortly, the whole world is going to hear that voice. And I can prove that to you as well. The historical method, as they talk about, is, is simply in a hypothesis, quote, that God has never and does not now intervene in or determine the course of history. It's, that's their guess. God never intervenes. You'll never, there's nothing, superpower, no superpower that intervenes in this world? Absolutely not. Well, I'll tell you, he has been for over 75 years intervening in this world, and anybody ought to be able to see it and could see it and prove it if they were just willing to do so. Our work is certainly seen to, the, uh, seen to that truth. The historical method is just uh, their hypothesis to kick God, rip Him right out of history, and rip the Bible right out of history. And what does God think about that? Well, He says, you're going to be entertaining my wrath. I mean, really, I, I'm, don't, don't blame me for this. This is what God says. See, moreover, there are some kinds of statements which are rejected even without being subjected to the usual test. That's what this uh, historian uh, Homer Carey Ockett wrote. 
Sometimes things like God kicking God out and the Bible out, why we don't even give them the usual test. It's just myth. It's, an, it's just, just ignorance. It's just, well, an aberration. Is it? No, it isn't. No, it is not. See, they, but they really have all kinds of things they can call you and say, well, you're, that guy's having, he has hallucinations. He believes in God and he believes in miracles and he believes in God intervening in this world and he always has intervened to work out his plan. Always in every era of history. That's, that's something we just better understand. They just talk about, well, Jesus Christ being a myth and all these they're doing is watering down the history. And now 55 colleges and universities required a course in American history, and 78% of them, of the students, got by without taking any history at all. Just, it's getting boring. It's disinteresting. They've taken God out, and it's confusing. It's confusing. And the students are bored. And they just, well, without God, it's just confusing. It's chaotic. Thank God that God has proven Himself. So that's the great news. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Mankind has always suppressed God's truth. Modern historians reject facts and present a biased view of the past. To learn the answers to life's most important questions, you must swim against the current of anti-God hostility. You must turn to the Holy Bible. Request our free booklet, The Proof of the Bible, to learn how God's Word can be the rock-solid foundation of your life. God lives. The Bible is His instruction manual for mankind. Discover your purpose on the planet. Uncover your incredible human potential. Unlock the truth of history, which proves the Bible accurate. History teaches how to avoid the reoccurring problems of the world around you. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, No Freedom Without Law, to expose the source of all human problems, lawlessness. When humans break the law of God, we suffer horribly. Thousands of years of history prove this sobering lesson. Learn how God's law doesn't restrict and enslave. It will actually set you free. History proves the absolute perfection of God's law. The author of true history is God. He created the world, and He controls world events. Request our free booklet, Does God Exist?, for undeniable proof of your Creator. Dismantle the fraudulent theory of evolution with the help of science and common sense. Once you prove the existence of God, you can establish your life on His promises, prosperity, peace, joy, protection, health, and more. You will also receive a packet of information disproving the deadly idea of evolution. There are two basic lenses through which you can view life, creation or evolution. Choose incorrectly and your entire life will go off track. Request the proof of the Bible, no freedom without law, does God exist, and an anti-evolution packet. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.